Arbitrage Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Retail Arbitrage Podcast. So in today's session, I basically wanted to go over everything that makes up a bad deal because that's what BuyBot Go does, that's what BuyBot Pro does. Not only will it help you identify products that are going to work out well on Amazon and are going to work out well for your business, but it also helps prevent bad buys. Now, without something like BuyBot Go or BuyBot Pro at your side to help you identify um, aspects of deals that are important um, that do heavily contribute as to if it's going to be a good deal or a bad deal, uh, it's going to be really hard to figure out and put all of the pieces together. So no other software does it better than BuyBot Go uh, and BuyBot Pro, especially when doing retail arbitrage because you do need the results there and then to know if you're even going to put that product in your trolley or basket. Now, we know the things that make up a good deal. We all know that. But what makes a deal a bad one? Now, of course, there may be things about that that you straight up say right now. Um, you know, I know that XYZ makes this a bad deal. But do we know everything that makes up a bad deal? So maybe there's aspects of a deal that look good, um, but then there's also parts that look bad. And then it's about judging whether the uh, good way outweighs the bad or vice versa. So I wanted to go through some of the main things to look out for when deciding if a deal is going to be a bad one. So obviously we know if a deal is going to make you a negative profit, a negative ROI, negative profit margin, there's no point because we're just buying something to sell it at a loss. And there's absolutely no sense in doing that whatsoever. So those are some basics to begin with. Then, obviously, we're looking for things like eligibility uh, and the IP radar. So if we're not eligible to sell, there's no point um, until, of course, we are ungated in that category. And then if there is an IP issue, an intellectual property issue, this is if the brand itself allows the reselling of that item by third party uh, sellers like you and me. So if there is an IP issue and we try to sell an item with an IP issue, then we are going to get into some major trouble and that kind of thing leads to account suspensions and we don't want that. So um, obviously that's another thing, another major indicator to look out for. Then the next thing to look at would be buy box possession. Now this is something that you can find out in the app as well. So if you head on over to the charts, um, there is some headers at the top and if you just head over to um, the buy box statistics, it will show you the possession rate. Now, if you have a repricer behind your back, this might not be something you have to worry about too much but um, if you are looking at a listing whereby Amazon are on that listing and you can see in the buy box statistics that Amazon have had the buy box for 99% of the time then it's going to be very hard to make sales on that listing um, from winning the buy box. Um, if you see that the buy box statistics are fairly shared out um, then you know it's, it's going to be good for you. If you saw that there was an FBA seller, for example, that had a massive hold over the buy box, it's probably worth looking into why exactly that is. Maybe it's down to the reviews, the amount of stock that they have, the price that they're selling it for. Um, all those sorts of things that contribute to, um, you know, who gets the buy box. And obviously, if they have a good hold because they've got good stock, they've got good reviews, positive feedback and so forth, um, then, of course, it might be something that you take a couple of steps back from. Um, of course, if you have a reprice, then you have a little bit less to worry about. But without one, um, then that might be a factor that you think, hmm, I might not go ahead with this listing. Also, the numbers of sellers on the particular listing. So if there's no sellers on a listing, or maybe just one, that's indicative of a problem with that particular listing. It could be that it had IP issues. It could be that the BSR has dropped massively. 
um, and it's just a really, really, really slow seller. There's there's usually a negative reason as to why there's only like one seller on a particular listing, um, unless of course it is their own. Um, but for a general item, and there's only like one or two sellers, it's probably not a good idea to join it. At the minimum, there should be at least three or four sellers um, on the listing for you to know that, yeah, there shouldn't be any problems with this one in terms of IP, um, in terms of things suddenly dropping. Um, yeah, and the next thing to look out for would be sort of the price averages. So you want consistency across the board. You want to know that the item, um, when you buy it, the price that you think you're going to sell it for, it's going to stay at that kind of pricing and doesn't drop the next day to something that could potentially result in a loss. So you want to look at the averages charts and just check for that consistency. Um, so that's another important factor. And obviously, if there isn't consistency and it's all up and down, up and down, up and down like drastically, then it's probably not a good idea to hop onto that listing unless, of course, you've got a lot of confidence that you're going to sell it right away at the price that you think you're going to sell it for. Um, the next thing to look out for would be how well it's selling right now, which is something that you can easily gauge from the chart. So if you're looking at it and you can see that all of the lines are moving and you've got the, the heat map and it's telling you that the item is doing really well from October through to January, well then of course you want to look to aim to sell the item in that time period. But if you are in February, for example, and you're looking to sell an item in the summer, then and it and it was blank and there wasn't much going on, then it's probably there's probably not much point because that tells you that the item is seasonal, so it's only going to do well in one particular period of the year. So that would tell you um, if the item wouldn't be good to go ahead with right now. Of course, there can be things about an item that look amazing, and then there's just one thing that puts you off of that item. However, don't lose any hope because things on Amazon change all the time. So if there is an item with an IP issue, you might check back up on it at a later date and find that it doesn't have an IP, IP issue. So anything that you think that there is hope for is worth adding it to a Google Sheet. It might be worth setting up a Google Sheet um, made just for items that you're going to check back up on at a later date. So export it to a Google Sheet, check back up on it, and you might find that everything's changed. An item that looks like it does now um, may, not, may look entirely different next year, this time next year. So an item that is doing horribly right now might be a bestseller next year. Things do change. So there is hope for every item that you come across, but it's really important to identify the products that are going to work out for you right now. So those are the things that I would say make up a, a bad deal. Um, you might have some of your own things as well that you look out for. Maybe there was something that you didn't quite think of but this podcast is covered so hopefully there's been something in here that's been useful for you thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time